We shall chant the shlokas from the beginning. Om Shri Paramatmane Namaha Atha Dvadashodhyayaha Arjuna Vacha Evam Satatayuktai Bhaktaswam Paryupasate Echa Paksharam of Vyaktam Tesham Ke Yoga Vittamaha Shri Bhagavan Uvacha Maya Vishamano Yemam Nitya Yukta Upasate Shraddhaya Parayo Petaha Teme Yukta Tamamataha Yetvaksharamanirdesham Avyaktam paryupasate Sarvatragamachintyancha Kutasthamachalam dhruvam Sanniyam mendriyagramam Sarvatra samabuddhayaha Te prapnuvanti mameva Sarvabhuta hiterataha This is a very beautiful uh, chapter on Bhakti Yoga. It begins with Arjuna's question that what is uh, a better, who is a better knower of a yoga? Tesham ke yoga vittamaha. Who is a better knower of yoga means better knower of the sadhana which will ultimately lead to enlightenment or God realization. Says one is those who worship you in your manifest form and others who worship you in your unmanifest form. Both of them are worshipping you only. So one, those who are, there are those who worship you in your manifest as this Virat Vishwaru, seeing you as this cosmic uh, person having all the qualities, hmm, all gunas like Jagatkarta, Ishvara, Sarvatma, Sarvashaktima, Sarvadnya, Sarvantaryami, like that, your qualities are there and you are manifested as this vast cosmos which we can see and also 
lot of things, lot of your nature we cannot see, cannot comprehend, but which is manifest. So there are devotees who worship you in your manifest form. They constantly meditate on you, contemplate, they chant your name and they offer all their services to you. These are the Vekta Upasakas. And there are those who worship you in your unmanifest form. They con contemplate on your essential nature. They shift their attention from all names and forms and pay attention to that supreme reality uh, as it is free from all limitation and uh, not manifested to the eyes, to the senses, to the mind, to the intellect. Out of these two, who are the better knowers? So Bhagwan first talks about the sagun or the devotees who worship him in the manifest form. He says that those who have their mind in me and constantly united with me, with complete, with supreme faith in me, those who worship me, they are great, they excel. Te me yukta tama mataha. So they are great. But then Bhagavan also says that those who do nirgun upasna, avvekta upasna, they also attain me. They also ultimately attain me. So this nirgun upasna, there are certain pointers given in our scriptures to contemplate, to do chintan on those pointers and constantly uh, shift our, pay our attention to that which is indicated by these pointers is called upasna. Upasna, upasnam means uh, to be seated. Seated means not physically seated, but uh, uh, within, with our mind, with our intellect, we should, we should be, uh, be uh, we should co constantly contemplate on this concept and be near that concept. Huh? Like uh, here it is said that there are eight pointers indicate, uh, given. Aksharam. Aksharam means that which doesn't decay. So one has to constantly uh, think, reflect on this term Aksharam. And then pay attention to that which is indicated by this term, whatever we have understood, let our mind, let our intellect be totally absorbed by the meaning of this term. That is called seating or upasna. Upasna also means, upa means near, sitting near. Means letting the mind, the intellect be near the ultimate truth through our thinking. Like Sometimes we are, we might be physically away from some person, but when we think of that person, it is as though we are sitting close to that person. We are sitting near that person. Sometimes we say also to uh, our friends, oh, I feel very close to you. That friend may be quite far physically, but one may feel one's uh, closeness. Similarly, when one constantly contemplates on these terms, the mind, the intellect feels close to that supreme reality. That itself is called upasana. 
sitting near, sitting close. And this is a sadhana. Just as the fire is there and the wood, the wood also contains fire. But there is a blazing fire near which the wood is placed. In the beginning, all the, uh, what you call, uh, um, wetness in the wood, it, it goes away. And the wood start becoming more and more dry. And a time comes when suddenly the wood catches fire. So how does it catch fire? Just by being near to that fire. And why does it catch fire? Because potentially it is fire only. Potentially it is fire. A wood is fire. Plus something else. That something else is preventing it from being manifest. So when that wood remains near fire, it gets heated up and then suddenly it catches fire. So that is, sitting near that fire is called upasana. Similarly, with our intellect, with our mind, we have to sit near the concept, the understanding of that supreme reality. Our mind and intellect will not be able to completely comprehend the supreme. But as much as we can, with the help of the scriptures, when we, when we keep our attention on that supreme and just sit there in that attitude, that itself is called upasana. And that upasana will lead us to that state of realization or enlightenment. So here Bhagwan is talking about the nirgun upasak who uses this term like aksharam, then anirdesham. Anirdesham is that which cannot be defined. God or the supreme reality cannot be defined. It can be only indicated. It defined means you cannot put it into words and because uh, definition is like uh, like um, like binding an uh, object into words. So it cannot be bound, it cannot be contained in words. Because whatever the words say is only limited or it can be most an indicator. The words cannot, the words themselves are not the supreme. Like the word water and the meaning of the word water is not water. But it is the thing when we think about that word water and we contemplate on the meaning, then that, uh, what you call, it can bring us close to the water. Similarly, when we think about the meaning or uh, these indicators, then it brings us close to the supreme reality as though we uh, can identify with it. So, anirdesham, it cannot be defined, indefinable. Avvektam, it is, avvektam is not vekta. Vektam is that which is manifest. It is unmanifest. Just as fire in wood is unmanifest. Similarly, that supreme reality is unmanifest. Means it can never come, can never become an object of our senses. Can never become an object of our mind or intellect. Whatever the objects of our mind, senses are just expression. They are appearance. They are not the reality itself. They are the appearance. Like for example, Akash, space. Space can never become an object of our eyes. But you might say, oh, I see the space, a blue color and all. 
that is just an appearance or I see it spherical that is just an appearance. The space can never come in front of the eyes because it doesn't have the, it doesn't have any qualities like color and form to be seen by the eyes. Similarly, the supreme rea reality doesn't have any qualities which can be comprehended by the senses or the mind or the intellect. Therefore, it is, it is called a vector, not manifest. But at the same time, whatever we see as this vast cosmos is an appearance or expression of that supreme reality alone. It's like the, we see this flower and we say the flower is beautiful. See, beauty is expressing itself through this flower. Hmm. Beauty is expressing through flower. Beauty itself is much subtler than this flower. Similarly, God or that supreme reality expressed through the world, but is beyond the world, beyond all names and beyond all forms. So therefore, uh, though he is in the world, I mean, uh, seen as the world, he is pervading the entire world in his unmanifest form. So, Sarvatragama, Sarvatragama means all pervading. Supreme reality or God is all pervading. In each and everything is there as the very substratum of that object. So, this uh, thought itself, when we keep contemplating on it, constantly becomes Upasana. Hmm. So Sarvatragama, just we have to just meditate and contemplate on this word that that supreme reality is all pervading. Saman everywhere. Hari Vyapak Sarvatra Samana. So just to, and when we do that, when we constantly contemplate, our identification with the body also disappears because we are meditating on that which is Pervading not only this body, but everything, the entire cosmos. Just meditating on this thought itself will take us beyond all limitations and bondage. That is the power of that word. See, words have their own power. So there are the scriptures, their words of the scriptures have power to transcend us take us beyond all limitation. The words are the powerful thing. No object, no machine, no technology. The words themselves takes us beyond our limitation. So that is the power of the words of the scriptures. So Sarvatragama. Then Achintyam. Again a very contradictory sort of uh, term, indicator. That supreme reality is achintyam. Achintyam means cannot be thought of beyond thinking. Cannot be comprehended by thinking. Achintyam. It's like a, in Zen also they have something called koan. So you have to think about that which cannot be thought of. We have to comprehend that which is beyond thoughts. Which is not thought. Supreme reality is not a thought. 
supreme reality is not an object it is that which is the substratum support of all thoughts also so achintyam beyond all thinking kutastham kut also means this maya is also called kut so this illusion is also called kut kut niti and always sometimes use that term so this world which we see is kut kut means an appearance it appears to be there but it is not there even science is finding it very puzzling they keep trying to find out what is the what is the secret behind this world and they come up with various theories in the good old days they thought it is just an atom and all but sometimes now they feel that it must be some sort of vibration some string string theory is there which is just uh, some vibration and that's what in our some of our philosophy it is termed as spanda the whole world is a spanda a vibration or it is also called vilas chid vilas the play of consciousness the world is a play of consciousness so it's very illusory it is not what it seems to be it is not what it feels to be it appears as one thing but it is something else only even in the physical world when we see when we say that i am seeing you or when i say that i am looking at the star in fact i am looking at that star which was there in the past because by the time the light has reached here the star has already moved as some scientists said that we cannot look into the look into space without uh, looking into the past when we look out in the space we are also seeing going into the past so it's a very illusory world and but in this illusory world that which exists in this illusory world as the substratum of this world is called kutastha seated in kuta seated in an illusion seated in an illusion is like the like the post appearing like a ghost so ghost is there but the post where is the post post is seated in the ghost he is hiding there inside the ghost similarly that supreme reality is seated in this world hiding inside the world hiding inside each and every object and everything one has to uncover one has to remove the covering like tulsidas ji gives example like in some lake and all the moss gathers on top of that water and the entire lake appears green as though like a field like a like a golf course it appears totally green but when you go near there and just separate the uh, the moss you can see the water underlying similarly this entire world if we just shift our attention from the name and the form the underlying reality will be comprehended therefore it is called kutastha seated in kut seated in an illusion seated inside maya
but the world is constantly changing, so it must also be changing. He says, no, achalam, that reality is achal, unmoving, unchanging. Everything changes, appears to be changing, but that supreme remains unchanging. It is not affected by time, it is not affected by space, or not affected by any objects. It is unmoving, unchanging. See, when we force our mind, our intellect to contemplate on this, we also then get transcended beyond all change to that changeless realm. We get It's like a person constantly uh, feeling sleepy and constantly think of sleep. He gets transported in the sleep. He gets attracted towards sleep. Similarly, one who constantly meditates on these terms which indicate that supreme reality gets transcended into that state of uh, abiding in that supreme reality. So, kutastham, achalam, achalam, changeless. And dhruvam, dhruvam means Nityam means eternal. That supreme truth is eternal. And that is not different from me. See, when we do this upasana, upasana means to sit close. Close means to identify with it. And sitting completely close is complete identification. So it is not that I am different and the supreme reality is different. One has to meditate and do chintan with abheda bhavana. As Bhagavan Ramana Maharshi says, Bheda bhavana sohamityaso bhavana abhida pavani mata. To do upasna with bheda bhavana is okay, but better than that or greater and more auspicious is to do upasna with abheda bhavana. That I and the Supreme are not too different. It is same. That's called abheda. Soham, soham. That saha, aham iti. That he am I. Ishvara am I. So here the Ishvara's nirgun nirakar swarup is indicated through all these terms. And that am I is called upasna. To sit close. To, to sit very close. So much close that then no difference appears or no difference remains between I and God. That's called Upasana. Upasana is a very technical term. Upasana doesn't mean eating. Uh, um, some people keep on thinking about what they have to eat only. And others also know it is something to do with eating. So when somebody says, uh, my upvas is there, people will ask, so kya khaoge ap? <laughs> it has nothing to do with God. Uh, generally people feel it is something to do with eating only. Eating some and then they, on that upvas they, they make nice pakodes and all. Sabudana kichri, pakode, these, that and all. And they are very happy. Upvas. Upvas means upa vasa. Vasa means to be seated, to remain close, upa. 
so it is nothing to do with food and clothing and shelter and all but it has got something to do with contemplating and feeling our closeness with that supreme reality the closer we feel the more our upasana and complete identification is the fulfillment of this upasana so upasana leads to total identification with that supreme truth now here these are the indicators given here eight indicators but there are many many in our scriptures but then bhagwan also says that those who are doing this nirgun upasana or avyakta upasana they have to follow certain uh, principles certain uh, uh, certain things they have to follow and what are they the three things are mentioned here in the next verse ki sanniyam mendriya gramam sarvatra samabuddhayah and sarvabhuta hite ratah three things if we follow this three and then do the upasana then bhagwan says te praptuvanti mameva they will attain me alone so what are the three things the first is sanniyamya indriya gramam controlling all the senses indriya gram all the senses total control over all the senses when we have to meditate and contemplate on that which is a vector the senses they only run into the vector see the senses are meant to comprehend or interact and see that which is manifest the eyes can see color and form ears can hear sound so all these senses they go in the field of that which is manifest but when we have to contemplate on that which is unmanifest senses should not create any disturbance so they should be totally under our control the eyes the ears the nose the hand the legs all the karmendriyas gnanendriyas they should be absolutely in our control then only this nirgun upasana becomes successful otherwise one start creating or imagining colors imagining forms because that intense desire is there to see to hear to taste to touch so even nirgun upasak this will sit and start seeing all sorts of colors and forms and sound and all <laughs> and also sensation and so these are just attachment to experiencing the world so we in the name of upasana also we like to experience something and the mind then creates uh, that experience for that person and we are also happy so one has to give chutti to the senses because it is not something to be seen so eyes should be told to just keep quiet the ears also should be given chutti so all the senses are kept under control they are told that you should just drop all your activities and just keep quiet hmm. so our eyes it never stops seeing when we are awake the eyes continuously sees 
when we close our eyes also the eyes is seeing it continues to see our uh, eyelid it never stops seeing so it wants to see because that is the very nature of the eyes similarly ears it wants to hear that is the very nature of the ears but seeing hearing tasting touching creates uh, will create disturbance in my avyakta upasana so they should be kept under control so just uh, when we close our eyes just uh, remain like that don't create any uh, illusion of color and form so all the senses to be kept under control a one who has got total control over the senses will be able to do this avyakta upasana more efficiently then the second quality is sarvatra samabuddhayah even a nirgun upasak avyakta upasak also lives in this world interacts with the world huh? so till we attain that state of transcendence or god realization one is constantly aware of the world interact with the world so one should keep this attitude or this vision in mind that that supreme truth exist in all in the same way sarvatra samabuddhayah sarvatra sama that in everything and everyone one should have the vision of sameness vision of sameness means not that everyone is same but in everyone that same reality is there in the in the good as well as in the bad in the animal birds plant as well as human being the same reality is there not that animal and human being are same but the same reality is there in equal measure in all so that attitude should be kept even while interacting with the world that helps us in our nirgun or avyakta upasana that everything is same same truth pervades all hari vyapak sarvatra samana siyaramamaye sab jagajani that the divinity or the truth is existing in all in the same way one should not have this very interesting one should not have an a feeling that the divinity is more at one place and less at one place that divinity is more at one time and less at another time that it is more on ekadashi day and less on some other day that attitude should not be there in an avyakta upasak he should not have any any this thing about a special place time and all those things this is fine for a vyakta upasak he needs a special place vrindavan mein baith ke first class you can think and meditate on krishna that is fine but for a avyakta upasak whether he is sitting in vrindavan or whether he is sitting in a smashan bhumi it should be same like lord shiva he sits every he just sits in the cremation ground and meditates that doesn't mean we have to go specially there but all places all time all space is same all beings all objects are pervaded by the same truth this is for avyakta upasak huh? we are talking about those who want to meditate on god 
beyond all names and forms. Then we should not have a limitation of name and form on him. If you have, then you again get caught up in the names and forms. It's like, suppose uh, I want to understand gold in all the gold ornaments. Then the first thing I should do is remove my attention from the various forms and all. And try to understand the gold behind it. Like they make uh, dolls of uh, sugar. Sugar dolls. Various types. Hati, ghoda, this, that. Everything is made from sugar. And then the uh, father had brought all these dolls to his son. And he said, this is all made from sugar. So, if uh, the child will look and he will see all different forms, but he should shift his attention from the form and should be able to understand the sugar. For that he has to taste the sugar. So, you just pick up the hati and taste the, the mouth of that hati. Or you can pick up even a buffalo and taste it. Sugar, <laughs> don't... Don't quote me out of context. <laughs> Whatever you pick up and taste will be sweet. Because the sweetness is same. Sweetness is same. Our Gurudev used to tell the story about how one family was there and they had made a, a, what you call a, a murti of gold. Complete uh, um, this... Uh, Krish, uh, uh, what you call uh, Ram Darbar, Ram and Lakshman and Sita and Hanumanji and all. But then they had some problem, they had some financial trouble and all, and then they decided that okay, Hanumanji ko jo hai. So they went to the this and said, oh, Hanumanji le liji aap, aur uska dam de diji. So then they wait here. Oh, it's They weighed it and gave the amount. Then again there was some problem. Then again who said, Lakshmana, you had done so much seva of Bhagwan. Then the weight was different and then she said, Iska itna milega, uska utna milega. She said, Lakshmana hai, unka to jada hona chahiye abhi. He says, oh, Lakshmana, Anumanji, koi bhi ho, we go take according to the weight. Hmm. Similarly, when we shift our attention from the names and forms, we see the essence, the essence is same in all. So we should develop an attitude, uh, ability to see the essence in all. And that will come only when we keep this samabuddhi, that Sarvatra Samabuddhayaha That everyone and everything, everything is pervaded by the same reality. See, when we interact with the world, we are interacting with the name and form. So in interaction, we should take care of the differences. We should be aware of the differences. The differences of name and form, we should be aware. And we should interact accordingly. But in our buddhi, we should have the vision that the same reality exists in all. So we should know that this is fire and this is water. 
and we should do the vyavhar accordingly. I cannot say fire and water are same. Fire and water are not same. But the same reality is there in fire and water. So if you want to deal with fire, then deal with accordingly. Deal with water accordingly. But with the vision that both of them have the same reality. That is called Samabuddhi. So Sarvatra Samabuddhayaha. And third, Sarvabhuta Hiterataha. While living in this world, one should constantly strive for the welfare of all. Welfare of all beings. Whether human beings, animal, birds, plant, one should strive for the welfare of all beings. Hita, hita means welfare. We should strive for the welfare of all beings. That just as we look at our own welfare, we should look and strive for the welfare of all beings. So when we interact with the world with this attitude of welfare, when we look at everything with the attitude that the same divinity is there in all, when we have control over our senses, with these qualities in our heart, when we do a vetta upasana, then it becomes successful. Yeah. A vetta upasana is also good, but unless these qualities are there, it will not be successful. So, Sarva Bhuta Hite Rataha, Sarvatra Samabuddhayaha, and Sanniyam Mendriya Gramam, with these qualities, Mam Upasate, one who does this Avyakta Upasana, Avyaktam Paryupasate, Te Prapnu Vanti Mam Eva. Bhagavan says, they attain me alone. So, the Avyakta Upasaka also attain God, and Avyakta Upasaka also attain God. Because God is one only. Whether we meditate on Him with form or meditate on Him beyond all form, we are meditating on Him only. We attain Him. So this Vekta Upasana and Avvekta Upasana is, is, uh, leads to the same goal. The, the process, the, uh, the technique might be different, but the goal is same. For example, if you are told about sugar, a sugar cube is there. So the cube, beautiful white cube is there of sugar and the sugar is also sweet. So you are told, pick up the cube. So you pick up the cube. And you are told, pick up the sweetness. Still you pick up the cube only. So whether I approach the uh, sugar with the attitude of shape and size and form or whether I approach sugar with the attitude that it is sweet, I am approaching sugar itself. I will attain sugar. Similarly, whether I approach God considering Him along with all His manifested qualities or meditate on Him with his unmanifested, uh, in his unmanifested nature, I attain the same supreme reality. So, te prapnuvanti maam eva. So, as far as Bhagwan is concerned, 
both the nirguna upasak as well as saguna upasak they are same they attend me only but then if both are same then what is there should be some difference na something must be there he said yes there is one difference is there what is the difference that is now said in the next verse क्लेशोधिकतरस्तेषाक्ताशक्तचेतसाक्ताशक्तचेतसाक्ताहिगतेर्दुखमेहवद्भिवाप्यते क्लेशोधिकतरस्तेषाक्ताशक्तचेतसाक्ताशक्तचेतसाक्ताशक्तचेतसाक्ताशक्तचेतसाक्ताशक्तचेतसाक्ताशक्तचेतसाक्ताश
also have uh, attachment to the various things which I want to do, do to the body. I have attachment to the sense and sense pleasures. I want to take care of this body and all the time uh, worship the body only. Then for such a person to transcend and to contemplate on that supreme reality which is free from all names and all. To meditate on yourself as God free from all names, forms and all manifestation is difficult. Because the first step is to drop all your identification. When we say avyakta upasana, we have to become avyakta first. If I want to meditate on God who is without form, I should drop my forms first. I cannot say, no, no, I will keep my form. Devo Bhutva Devam Yajet. If you want to worship a Devata, we should also, first we should become that Devata. Becoming that itself is its worship. We have to drop all identification. Because when we drop all identification with our own form, we will be able to identify with that which is nameless and formless. So Dehavad Bihi, one who is having this identification is considering the Deha as me, as I. For such people, it is very difficult to do this Avvekta Upasana. There is more Klesha. Klesha, as I said, is difficulty. Klesha is also a technical word. In Patanjali Yuk Sutra, Patanjali Rishi talks about Pancha Klesha, five Klesha. Anyone knows? Very good. Avidya, Asmita, Raga, Dvesha and Abhinivesh. These are the five kleshas meant. Five obstacles, five things which causes trouble in the life of a seeker. These are these five. Achha, my boss's name is there in these five? No. These five are applicable to all. What are the five which causes trouble to us? One is avidya. Avidya means ignorance. Many of our problem is because of ignorance, not knowing. Hmm. In, in Panchadashi also the great Mahatma says, avicharena kruto bandaha vicharena nivartayet. That all bondage is caused by lack of thinking, lack of understanding. If you improve your understanding, you will overcome lot of your problems. And that is very true. Most of our trouble in life, whether it is a physical problem, whether financial, social, economical, spiritual, whatever problem, is a lack of understanding. Because when we have sound understanding, if that problem can be resolved by through action, we can put forth right action also. Understanding plays a very important role because we are guided, we are human being guided by our understanding. Our decisions are based on our understanding. Wherever we are in our life depends on the various decisions which I have taken and those decisions are based on my understanding at that particular time. So if my understanding is faulty, it is incomplete, it is non-holistic, if it is uh, full of violence, then my decisions will be wrong. 
So most of our so-called sorrow, pain, trouble is because of avidya and the entire this samsar is caused because of avidya only. Hmm. Avidya means ignorance. Ignorance of that which is real. Ignorance of the reality. Ignorance of the reality at all levels. When I don't know myself properly, there is trouble. When I don't know the world properly, there is trouble. So ignorance is a very great grave uh, problem and it is a big uh, obstacle in our path. We have to overcome it. And uh, for a person uh, who is doing this upasana, whether sagun upasana, nirgun upasana, he has to overcome his ignorance. So that can be overcome through satsang, through constant contemplation and gaining the right type of wisdom, we will be able to overcome this ignorance. What you are doing now, coming here regularly for satsang, studying this great scripture, we are removing this ignorance. We are overcoming this ignorance. So avidya, avidya is the root cause of all. Then the second thing which causes lot of trouble and lot of pain is asmita. Asmita is our notion about I, what we call ego. I notion. <laughs> I notion. This is very interesting. Every one of us, we have a particular notion about ourselves. If you write, if you, if you ask people to tell something about themselves, write something about themselves, you will be surprised to read or you will be surprised to listen to them. Because we have our own notion about ourselves and others also have a notion about ourselves. They may not match. Usually they don't match. And a good example is you can, any husband and wife together, if they are there, you ask the wife or husband. Or you praise them, one of them. Oh, your husband such a wonderful person, I tell you, such a sweet and nice person. Wife will have a smile on her face. Swamiji ko kya pata? Merko pata. If you read people's that biography and all, you will be surprised. He's such a great personality, I never knew. All bluffing, bluffo bluff, if you add something which are not there only. Who will go and check? After retirement, always people like, like to write biography so that at least they become popular in that way. So it's all notions created by our mind and it constantly we modify it. We go to personality development classes and all and develop some new notions about ourselves. We then take up various courses huh, and add some more degrees to our, our life and those also creates notion. We become doctors, engineers and all and that notion remains for a long time. Till we die, it remains with us. Sometimes people retire from their important job, but they will put that uh, thing behind it. 
retired major general. अभी कोई पूछता नहीं उनको बाजार में भी स्टैंड इन क्यू एंड ऑल बिहाइंड अदर हुस्ट सुबेदार इन इस आर्मी क्या करे मेजर जनरल पीछे खड़ा है वो बट वी होल्ड ऑन टू दिस दिस आर नोशंस विच एवरी वन हैज गॉट इट्स अ वेरी स्ट्रेंज थिंग एंड इन अवर उपासना एंड इफ यू वॉन्ट टू प्रोग्रेस इन अवर स्पिरिचुअल जर्नी वी हैव टू ड्रॉप अवर नोशंस इट्स वेरी डिफिकल्ट वी हैव टू बिकम अ नो बडी टू बी टू अंडरस्टैंड अवर दैट सुप्रीम नेचर वी हैव टू ड्रॉप ऑल अवर कॉन्सेप्ट एंड दैट इज द आइडिया बिहाइंड इज सन्यास ऑल्सो सन्यास इज ऑल्सो टेक्निक बाय विच वी कैन ड्रॉप we give up our name we give up our form we give up our particular dress and all but that also becomes another notion then that i am a sanyasi i am a this and that falana one has to drop everything so at least in the state of meditation just drop all your identity identity even identity of being a the strong identity we have is being a male or a female that identity is with respect to body it is not our real identity it just the body the human body has got this division of male female but the real that self real i is beyond the concept of male and female just as it is beyond the concept of color we cannot say atma is red in color or blue in color similarly it is beyond the concept of any form of male and female also so that one has to drop but it is so strong when we are attached to our body that it become difficult for us to drop people will rather die than drop their identification it become difficult and that, that is the difficulty the difficulty is this we have to overcome this klesha so asmita should be just drop all all notions about i okay male and female or our uh, religion or caste and creed and and status and all all these are all notions which might be helpful in the world i am not saying that you while interacting with the world you behave in a odd way like it is helpful in the world because we are interacting with the form name but when we are doing upasana deep in our heart we should drop all these notions it is it is little it might be frightening but one can practice like in the sixth chapter also we had seen on meditation bhagwan has a brahmachari vrate sthitaha i had explained during that time also that a seeker should sit with the notion that i am a just seeker of the truth i am neither uh, man or woman i am neither son or daughter or husband wife and all all these relationships are relate or of this world i want to go beyond world i have to drop all these relationships in my mind while meditating so asmita is also great obstacle and cause of lot of, of uh, afflictions 
and for a for a vector therefore those who do sagun upasana and all they are less because there we we use that uh, relationship also we say oh i belong i am bhagwan sevak i am he, he is my son or he is my master or he is this that so you you keep those relationships which helps the relationship and other this identity also helps in the sadhana in the vakta upasana even the senses are not a problem because with your eyes you look at the beautiful form of the lord or look at this world with your ears you listen to the song of bhajans and all with your nose you smell the flowers which are offered with your tongue you eat the prasad which is offered so the senses also help in the sadhana but in avyakta upasana these are all not to be used they have to be transcended so it becomes difficult for a person who is attached to his body so avidya asmita then raga and dvesha raga raga means attachment attachment to our starting from our body to all the other beings and objects place our past memories experiences various types of attachments we have attachments to our title attachment to some place some ideas and this attachment just as the word convey we get attached to those things and our movement get restricted movement of our inner personality is do get restricted because of this attachment band ke rakhte hain unko we are bound by this little little attachment they are they go away or they are taken away from us when we die otherwise they are there people hold on to their right attached to their properties attached to their things they hold on to this chhodte nahi hai mrityu nikat aa gayi hai lekin that passbook and this and that is pakad ke rakha hua hai but when the mrityu comes haath chhod jata hai wahan par wo passbook leke jata hai dusre ko so everything goes away Hmm? because mrityu is not uh, not attached to anybody so raga raga attachment and dvesha is uh, is a dislike hmm? raga also can be intense like intense attachment and dvesha is dislike see both raga and dvesha likes and dislikes makes us think about the world only when you think of someone or when you think of something you either think of them with the attitude of like or with the attitude of dislike when it becomes neutral our thinking we can withdraw our thinking but when it is like or dislike we are thinking so we think with equal intensity about our friend and about our enemy also sometimes more intensely about the enemy if we happen to see our friend we feel great joy in our heart 
and we happen to see our enemy immediately that anger also arises in the heart equally strongly so these are these are factors which prevent us from meditating on that supreme reality we are bound we are bound to this world it's like the like the uh, balloon gas balloon which is uh, tied uh, which is uh, tied with a string and the string is tied to some object here the balloon wants to go up in the sky but it the because it is tied it is it is stuck so when we cut the string the balloon just immediately flies away similarly these are five strings which are tying us to this samsara if we can cut this we can go transcend this samsara so avidya asmita raga dvesha so intense likes and dislike those are also strings so one should go beyond this concept of like and dislike and this happens through satsang through contemplation we gain that vairagya vairagya means freedom from both likes and dislikes that's called vairagya and the fifth thing fifth klesha is abhinivesh abhinivesh means uh, attachment it's a special uh, term it is attachment to life to living to life this is a very strange klesha uh, uh, attachment to life this attachment to life is attachment to our our uh, living in this body living in this world so this prevents us from transcending this world it's like person who is very much attached to the waking state he will find very great difficulty to go to sleep hmm? you are watching the match and all and feeling sleepy also at the same time but uh, i want to see now what happens you know thode se run baki hai abhi dekhte hum kya hota hai but you sleep so early why don't you sleep all excitement is there i will miss the excitement similarly when we are attached to living some people have ever think that i should live for a long time marne se darte bhi hai marna nahi chahte hai that doesn't mean we have to die or commit suicide or something like that but that attachment to living should not be there for a seeker of avyakta upasana because when we meditate we transcend this all this uh, identification and identify with that supreme so only fear of death pre- uh, will prevent us from going into deep state of meditation it will bring us out it will prevent us from going is like a person who is all ready to do that uh, uh, sky diving and all huh he has put the parachute and everything and wants to jump out of that but uh, that fear will prevent him from jumping some people go for to learn swimming and all ek hath bahar pakad ke rakhte ek hath se swimming sikhte yeah very dangerous actually people because other fellows everyone is learning 
So this fellow holds on to that uh, danda there and kicks his leg so vigorously that person who is learning swimming behind, he gets uh, kicked. एक हाथ पकड़ के रखते जब तक वो दोनों हाथ छोड़ते नहीं वी वॉन्ट बी एबल टू सरेंडर टू दैट वॉटर बट नो नो वी वॉन्ट टू होल्ड ऑन टू वन दिस एंड देन ऑल्सो लर्न स्विमिंग एट द सेम टाइम सो सिमिलरली अवर अटैचमेंट टू लाइफ विल प्रिवेंट अस फ्रॉम ट्रांसेंडिंग लाइफ एंड एटेनिंग दैट स्टेट ऑफ इटर्निटी इवन इन 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 अष्टवक्र गीता द अष्टवक्र ऋषि सेज दैट पीपल आर अफ्रेड ऑफ मेडिटेशन साधारण मेडिटेशन वी आर नॉट अफ्रेड ऑफ बिकॉज वी नो बाद में उसके बाद फिर से वी विल बी बैक टू द सेम वर्ल्ड बट रियली टू ट्रांसेंड दिस वर्ल्ड वी शुड बिकम फ्री ऑफ द फियर ऑफ डेथ फ्री ऑफ फियर ऑफ डेथ बिकॉज this state of enlightenment is also dying to this world we have to die so the fear of death if it is uh, removed and that is very intensely it is there people have this fear of death ki mar jayenge and marna hai aur mrityu nikat aa gayi hai and all so fear of death is a sign that i think i am the body is a sign of ignorance is a sign that what the scriptures are saying that you are that eternal immortal is not accepted that i am not accepting what the scriptures are saying either i have not understood or i don't have faith in them the scripture says you are eternal immortal you cannot be cut in the second chapter we have seen atma cannot be cut by any instruments it cannot be burned by fire we say yes yes i every day i meditate but abhi mrityu nikat aa gayi hai mere are just now you say you are that free from all death and free from all destruction chidananda roopa shivoham shivoham we say but again we identify so that fear of death is also or attachment to life is also one of the uh, obstacles so this pancha klesha avidya asmita raga dvesha and abhinivesh they are there for vakta upasak also but it is more for those who do a vakta upasana for vakta upasana it is less it is there but it is less because vakta upasana is little with concession little with compromise taking into account our limitation little compromises is there but uh, a vakta upasana no compromise so it's more difficult सो क्लेशोधिकतरस्तेषा अव्यक्ता सक्तचेतसा अव्यक्ता गतिर्दुखम देहवद्भिवाप्यते लाइक इन अवर कंट्री ऑल्सो मेनी वेरियस महात्मा स्कीम सम ऑफ देम एडवोकेटेड द अव्यक्त उपासना एंड सम दे टॉक्ट अबाउट द व्यक्त उपासना 
like Mirabai and all the talking about Vekta Upasana, Krishna and all. Guru Nanak Dev and all talked about the Vekta Upasana. Ekaunkar Satnam, Karta Purush, Nirbhav, Nirvair. So this uh, Klesha is more. Therefore, Bhagavan says, both of, both this path will lead to me, but one has got more klesha, more trouble, more difficulty, if we are attached to the body. If we are not attached to the body, if we are having proper qualities, then this is the direct path. It leads the person directly to the state of enlightenment. But if we have these attachments and we have some limitations, then a vakta upasana, is better. And that's what Bhagavan says now in the next verse, he's talking again about the Vekta Upasana. He says, Yetu Sarvani Karmani Maisanyasya Matparaha Ananye Naiva Yogena Maam Dhyayanta Upasate Tesham Aham Samudharta Mritya Samsara Sagarat Bhavaminachirat Partha Maya Veshita Chetasam Yetu Sarvani Karmani Maisanyasya Matparaha Tesham Aham Samudharta Bhagavan says ki those who follow this path of Vekta Upasana, worshipping God in his manifested form, then one gets the support of this manifested form also. We get the support of Ishvara. Bhagavan says one who dedicates all their actions to me. So you don't have to close your eyes and sit and meditate, but you can perform your actions. That itself makes it more uh, simple and more uh, uh, doable for a lot of people. That you, instead of uh, transcending and shifting your attention from all names and forms, you look at this whole world as the manifestation of God and perform your actions for God. Sarvani karmani mai sanyasya. Dedicate all your actions to me. With your eyes open, you don't have to close your eyes. Your eyes and your all the senses are working and uh, all your actions are being performed. But perform these actions to me. Dedicate your actions to me. That is the thing of this uh, Sagun Upasana. That we have to do everything for that 
ईश्वर हु इज मैनिफेस्ट इन नारद भक्ति सूत्र ऑल्सो नारद जी सेज कि दैट इज द लक्षण ऑफ दिस डिवोशन दैट वी परफॉर्म ऑल एक्शंस टू गॉड so all actions are dedicated to god and uh, not to remain not to uh, forget god that is the main duty of a of a sagun upasak so ye to sarvani karmani sarvani karmani doesn't mean bad action and all but all action all our duties should be dedicated to god and this is very beautifully brought out in that uh, famous uh, verse of bhagavat which conveys the bhagavat dharma you must be knowing kaye navacha manasendriyerva buddhyatmanava prakrte swabhavat karomi yadya sakalam parasmay narayanayati samarpayami whatever i am i do whatever activities i do with my body with my speech with my senses with my mind with my nature according to my swabhav whatever actions i am doing oh oh god oh lord i dedicate all these actions to you i am performing it to you means bringing that attitude that i belong to god and i am performing all actions for him even my walking my talking my breathing every activity is for dedicated to the all pervading god that is that is in short is saguna upasana bhagwan ke liye kaam karo be the sevak of bhagwan and bhagwan is what who one who is in everyone and everything who is manifesting manifested in front of us in the form of this world सो ये तो सर्वाणी कर्माणी मई सन्यस्य डेडिकेटिंग ऑल कर्मास टू मी मत पराहा वन हु कंसिडर्स मी एज सुप्रीम एज अवर सुप्रीम डेस्टिनेशन सुप्रीम गोल हैविंग नो अदर इंटेंशन इन अवर माइंड हैविंग द नोशन दैट गॉड इज माय अल्टीमेट डेस्टिनेशन दैट आई डोंट हैव एनी अदर एजेंडा no hidden agenda anywhere god is my ultimate destination and i am working for him i am living in this world in the service of god bring that notion in your heart that i belong to god i belong to ishwara i belong to nobody else i belong to ishwara and i am working for him that attitude to bring in our heart and to perform every action means whatever i am doing my entire living itself should be dedicated to bhagwan that attitude if one brings then that is called sagun upasana being remaining close to god who is manifested feeling his presence in and through everything that's called upasana feeling the presence of the divinity while living in this world while performing all our karmas we should feel the presence of god we can 
take his name which means help but otherwise just bring that attitude that everything is pervaded by divinity and I am performing these actions and doing everything for him for his joy not to help him God doesn't require anybody's help but for his joy I am performing this he has placed me in this place I am doing it for his joy. So, mat paraha, ananye naiva yogena, with ananya bhavana, without bringing any other form or any other concept in our mind, only for the sake of God. Bhagwan alone is supreme and he alone is there and I am doing it for him alone. He is my ultimate destination. He is my ultimate protector. He is my friend. You can develop various types of relationship with. Imagine various relationship with God. One can imagine him to be our father. Or we can imagine her to be our mother. God can be imagined as male, as female, as uh, as anything. So one can, if one has got more that feeling towards uh, mother, then one can imagine God as mother and worship him as mother, cosmic divine mother. Or one can imagine God as father. Or one can imagine him as our friend. Or one can imagine him as a beloved and worship him. Or one can imagine him as a master, a guru and worship him. So this, all this relationship Help us to tune ourselves with Bhagwan and constantly work for him and meditate and think about him. That is his Upasana. When we do this Upasana, Bhagwan says, I lift them from this samsara. I help them. So how Bhagwan helps and more about this, we will see in our class tomorrow.